Hi, and welcome to Super Anti-Aging Podcast with myself, Steve Alburn. As many of you know, I'm a baby boomer. I was 76 years old in January, and uh, that doesn't really bother me because biologically, every test that I have done, I'm somewhere around mid-40s. I'm still working on getting it even lower. So I try and uh, practice what I preach, what I tell people. And it's, you know, often, you know, a discipline. But uh, knowing I'm going to be sharing this information and being an example even supports my discipline even more. So much exciting information to share with you. There's a lot of interest now in a compound, a cellular, actually it's a cellular compound called NAD, niacinamide (laughs) dinucleotide. And basically for the non-geeky people, it affects the enzymes in the cell. Every cell, in order for a chemical reaction to take place, you know, Uh, at a lower temperature. Remember, enzymes, when you cook something, the heat is actually uh, the activator. Okay, so things happen when you heat something. But to make chemical reactions take place at a lower temperature, because we're only 98.6, you need enzymes. So enzymes are involved in lots and lots of processes, you know, digestion, cellular functioning, but this NAD is really absolutely amazing compound, and uh, I'll to tell you a little bit of uh, the background story. So it's been found that NAD levels decrease, cellular NAD levels decrease with age, and certainly they've tracked it with animals and they've measured humans, and you get lower NAD levels. That means all the chemical processes that affect your cells and your mitochondria and your cells and your hormones and wherever else in the body are not going to be working very well. And so, you know, often there's a correlation and causation. Well, is other things going on? And is it really related? Can low NAD levels cause problems? And so far in all the animal studies, yes, it can. However, you wind up with low NAD levels, whether it's you know, chemical, environmental, genetic. It's not a good thing to have, basically, for the most part. There's a little controversial studies on maybe in, a, in cancer, but now they're actually seeing that uh, higher NAD levels might actually be beneficial for the immune system in cancer. Might also be beneficial in uh, the complication of diabetes and maybe even long COVID. The system is just not working. And so it really gets confusing <clears throat> when you have long COVID. shows up all over. <clears throat> it can show up in the nervous system. It can show up in the muscular system as fatigue. The immune system, more infections. It can show up in the oral cavities, or nasal cavities, in the brain. You know, you don't have your little sense of taste or you lose balance or the autonomic nervous system and you start to get dystonia where you fall down. Well, when you have something that can show up in multiple systems in the body, you have to suspect a cellular mechanism. And that's really fascinating. Okay. And it also was intriguing to me 
to put in a search for NAD and viruses, and it came up some really interesting work. And NAD, uh, of all things, in the brain. And again, studies showed up. Now, it was really surprising to me to put in NAD and depression, and certainly lower levels of depression. I'm sorry, lower levels of NAD, lower levels of NAD were related to the more depression, more depression symptoms and anxiety symptoms. So how interesting that there's a biochemical mechanism to explain a lot of different things. And it's also been, as I said, a lot of research on NAD and uh, uh, maybe preventing, uh, slowing down aging in animals and age-related conditions. So here's a fascinating story. Can you get NAD in a supplement? Yes, you can, but it's not well absorbed. And it will not, taking oral NAD does not seem to raise NAD levels. Okay. Niacin, or maybe niacinamide, a precursor, might. But sometimes a dose that you might have to take uh, might give you uh, some reactions. Maybe maybe deplete methyl donors or you get the niacin flush. So, maybe. And I'm going to talk about other ways of increasing it. But let's get to the interesting story here. So for years, again, a precursor down the chain of making NAD was a substance called MNN. This is a mouthful, monoamidinucleotide. <laughs> Mono, monoamine dinucleotide. Boy, that's pretty good. Can I say it three times fast? Monoamine dinucleotide. Okay, so, been sold as a supplement in Japan for over 10 years in a lot of European countries. And there are a few here and there supplement companies that were doing it, but there wasn't a whole lot of really super research around it which it is now. And so, a way a supplement can get approved by the FDA is you send a letter and they review, they do a little review, and they send you back a letter and it's approved. Boom. Next, what happened? And all the other supplement companies can now do it because FDA approved as a supplement. Not a problem. Probably based, maybe based on the safety studies, good safety studies, and the fact that it had been used previously and no re real reported side effects, major side effects, and it was had been used in other countries, like Japan and uh, I don't know what other countries, but certainly Japan for a you know, long time, which is really strict on, on regulating, uh, uh, on some of the regulations. Okay. Now, a drug company is working on either the same compound or very similar compound, that divulge it, to NAD. And they send the letter into the FDA for a drug approval. The FDA goes, hmm, okay, we approve it. But we're going to get rid of <laughs> the supplemental approval. So they send a rejection letter after it's been approved. <laughs> it's been approved back to the supplemental company. So now, well, NAD is not um, recognized as a supplement by the FDA. 
So uh, actually, you know, I guess and pretty soon it's going to be taken off of Amazon, which might be a good thing because there's been a lot of fake NADs. Uh, I'm sorry, there's been a lot of fake MNNs, MNNs on Amazon. So they're considering banning MNN. How you that? MNN, not M&M's. Well, it might be a bad idea. They should be. Uh, they, they should bar M&M's, but M&M. Mm. So fascinating. What I what I have observed from them, and uh, it, it it will generally raise NAD levels, sell NAD levels, probably within fifteen minutes. Now, is it going to work in everyone? Maybe, maybe not. Well, one determining factor seems to be very, very similar to a compound, again, another anti-aging muscle compound called Urolithin A, which has the trade name MitoPure, and it's sold as a supplement. And MitoPure, again, works on muscle functioning and has all sorts of possible anti-aging benefits, well, you could take pomegranate, but if you don't have the right microbiome, it's not going to make deurobicin A. And so that's another possibility of why you might not be making sufficient NAD levels from MNN, but we don't really know yet. But it seems most people do make enough NAD, and it seems to show up, especially in the cells because they found even measuring NAD blood levels, which I've seen on the web, they can measure it, might not reflect all different cell systems, even intracellular, might not reflect global raising NAD levels. So, incredible stuff. And they're, they're you know, regulatory or politics or who knows why. Okay, so there's a lot of protests now going on. And uh, it might wind up maybe... The FDA did something similar, though different, because NAC was a drug, okay, and then it was you know it was used for Tylenol overdose in emergency rooms for years, N-acetylcysteine, detoxify the liver, make glutathione, but then uh, again the FDA came out and said, well, but it's a drug, even though it's been sold as a supplement for years and years, and so yes, it's a regulation, but we choose not to enforce it. So maybe, if we're lucky, they'll choose not to enforce the NMN issue. Now, might there be some other ways? Yeah, there's something called nicotinamide ribosome, NR. A lot of companies are marketing that. Might it also increase NAD? Possibly. Possibly. Um, right now, I'm choosing to go with the NMN because it's a little further down the pathway a manufacturer of NAD and I've seen really some amazing uh, personal results and patient results and family results with it um, and we can talk about the dose Devin studies minimum dose of 250 milligrams and then there's some other studies on 500 milligrams which seems to actually uh, there was a study on increased exercise performance and there's actually been even some trials and some studies going up to 1,000 uh, milligrams uh, a day 
and there were no real reported uh, negative effects, and there was reported improvement. So it might be, as I say, uh, often to people, a kind of a um, functional response and testing it out. Question is, you know, will raising NAD levels uh, in the long term stop you from making NAD? Mm. The scientists I talked to do not think there's going to be a feedback loop. It's, it's not like taking high-dose testosterone where you shut off the hormonal production. And, I mean, if you have low NAD levels, you have low NAD levels. So the idea that you're going to take NAD, make more NAD, and then you're just going to wind up the way you were in the first place. Okay. So great, great idea. Um, taking, of course, that major antioxidant, glutathione. Seems to be an interesting connection between glutathione and NAD. I have to do some more research on it, but there were some interesting papers on it. And uh, the other suggestion is that uh, taking precursors and increasing some of the precursors for NAD um, might have an effect on methyl groups. These are compounds that turn on, you know, chemically turn on gene expression. So the suggestion is you take some uh, folic acid, and if you know you're not sure, you might take a methylfolate, which is the active form. Um, some studies and some people also suggest taking some trimethylglycine, which also has a benefit of often lowering homocysteine levels, a compound you really don't want high levels of. So either one, or maybe even together, uh, should work. Um, Resveratrol gets a little bit complicated. Uh, some research shows um, it might actually interfere with the production of NAD. And uh, I think it all comes down to dose. And in my personal experience and the research I've done, uh, there's a lot of benefit to low-dose resveratrol, whether that's the magic one that's going to you know, stop you from aging and it's a super, super compound. I don't think so, but I, I think, I mean, you might get it from grapes too, you know, raisins, grapes, uh, you know, the red wine, you can get some resveratrol, and uh, so I take a minimum amount of resveratrol. Now, let's go to an interesting topic of supplementation. A lot of MNN products companies who make NMN, who sell supplements, uh, got independent labs, and a lot of the products that were previously, well, we, you know, after the 14th of uh, August. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. I want summer coming. I'm in New York, and it's a warm day, so see, my mind already went to August. No, in March 14th, uh, Amazon is going to stop selling it, So, which is probably a good thing since there's been a lot of fake MNN, so I spent a lot of time researching, contacting companies, looking at lab analysis of products, and uh, I do have some recommendations of, of uh, the products that I'm using and the MN and I think work. And so I'd be happy to share that. People can contact me and uh, we can talk about that. So we come to the end of this podcast. And I hope you've learned something and I've shared some good information with you. And I'll continue to doing podcasts. Now the role MNM, we can talk about the role of NAC and glycine and uh, berberine, new berberine compounds. I, I love exploring new nutraceuticals 
uh, that are coming out and sharing that. And of course, you know, and before I end this podcast, remember, we're back to the microbiome again. So a lot of compounds, nutraceuticals to be activated need a healthy microbiome, a diversity in the microbiome, and then, you know, healthy liver, but liver comes with it. Often these compounds will help support liver functioning also. So again, I come to the end of this podcast. Please share it on your social media. And uh, I'm promising myself and my audience I will do my best to expand these to, you know, other listing sites. Um, Please, again, share these. It motivates me to see the numbers. And then I can expand this so we can have some live Q&A. And I can uh, actually interview some of these scientists who are doing these studies so you can get the really first-hand information. So again, we come to the end, and thank you so much for listening.